0: Hey, Geekscapists, I'm here with Ian McKay, who's a legend in the effects industry. Uh, he's just finished a Space Command uh, poster signing, and their Kickstarter is going to end tonight. They've raised over 200000 Of course, we had Mark on the show uh, earlier this summer. He was amazing. He did an hour and a half conversation, but we're not going to keep Ian that long, because he's just signed a ton of posters for fans. Um, Ian, let's, add, let's let the audience know what you've worked on in the effects field, because it's pretty vast. I know you were uh, you were talking to Lee about Interview with a Vampire, yeah. but what was your start in the effects industry? I
1: was actually Terminator 2. Um, that was my very first film, and, and after that I went on to the Star Wars prequels, and, and um, Hook, Interview with the Vampire, Dracula, uh, Peter Pan, all kinds of crazy stuff. Harry Potter, and then this last year I got to work on uh, John Carter and on The Avengers. So that was really fun. We were in the bar last night at the Hyatt talking about how John Carter is a really good movie. It is. It is, it just somehow didn't find its audience when it came out in the theaters. It's finding it now on DVD. I think it's actually pretty successful there. But
0: um, wh- when you've got these huge Hollywood productions, what, what, what draws your attention to something like Space Command, which is a smaller budget, it's independent, you guys raised 200000 on Kickstarter. Yeah. What draws you to something like, like a Space Command? Well, it's the same thing that
1: draws any actor or, or any creative person, really. Um, y- you know, once you start earning money, you know, you can keep doing that, and, and that's not what drives you. It's, it's either a creative challenge or it's the story itself. Something touches you. For me, it's often I see a hole in the project. I see something that allows me to bring a bit of me into that space. And Mark, damn him, very cleverly leaves a lot of holes that conveniently fit me.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, looking back at your career which is just a, I mean you, you could have done worse than starting on Terminator 2 so
1: actually that's not where I started I was an illustrator for 10 years uh-huh. um, I helped uh, I was one of the first artists on the fighting fantasy choose your own adventure books wow. and I also did a Jethro Toll cover for Broad Sword and the Beast that a lot of people have tattooed all over their bodies so you've basically been a fantasy fan your entire life or a fantasy and sci-fi fan your entire life no actually it's people It's people. I love drawing people. They're the best fantasy creatures I've ever seen. And uh, I just found if I put horns and wings and little floating droids in the picture, it sells better.
0: Now, that's what I was going to ask. Looking back at this career... What was the creation? what was uh, give me I know you can probably can't give you your best because it's like it's like picking your children, but what would be like a handful of the ones that you're like, yeah that, that one really meant a lot to me, and I was really proud of that one.
1: yeah, it's funny. It is like your children, you know yeah. or, or or they ask you what's your favorite one, you always say the next, yeah you know, but um I, I guess. I guess the Star Wars things were really, really fun. George gave you a lot of freedom. It was, on episode one, four years of nonstop design. You don't normally get that on a project. Um, I'm actually about to go and direct my first feature film. It's called Book of Secrets, and it's a kind of urban fantasy. There aren't a lot of films like that. And I love drawing those things because they are that step closer to just being real life but it's real life with a very strange twist so I guess Book of Secrets is next to Star Wars has been my most favorite thing then I'd love doing the Magic Time books with, uh, with Mark as again it's, it's real life with a strange twist to it all and you designed Darth Maul I did yes he was uh, George came up and said there's a new Sith Lord so I think I spent God A year and a half trying to out-helmet Darth Vader, and, you know, impossible. It is a perfect design, a Nazi Nazi helmet with a skull. Come on. Right, but, but, I mean, Darth Maul is incredible. Were you bummed when they cut him in half at the end of the first prequel? No, 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 no. Short, sweet, came on, stole everybody's hearts and got off the stage. Come on. But it was when I took the helmet off, that's when I started to find... The new stuff, right? And, and um, I tried a lot of different things. At first, it was like putting a circuit board on the face. And then, and then uh, gosh, I tried to bring the personality out of every person. I would just grab the art department get them to pose. Photographer posed for me. So I carved his face up like a pumpkin and put a light inside, that kind of thing. And then finally, I ran out of people, so I used my own face. And, and uh, the script appeared at this time. And, and he was described as a vision from your worst nightmare. Well, that's easy for me. You know, clowns scare the crap out of me. So Darth Maul is just my big clown.
0: That's amazing. Um, Last question, and then I'll let you run. Uh, This new project, what was the name of it again? It's called Book of Secrets. And you, when do you go into production, do you know yet? We don't know yet. No, we're still
1: waiting for that, you know, famous green light. The script is done. Most of the designs are done. Um, we have distributors who are very interested in picking it up. So, you know, it's 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 all the way there or a hundred miles away. You just never know in the film industry.
0: Now, with things like Fables and Once Upon a Time and Grimm being, becoming really popular with the urban fa- uh, uh, fairy tale type thing, how, how do you is yours an urban fairy tale or is it an urban fantasy? How do you differentiate yours? Okay. It's urban
1: fantasy, and the difference is that fairy tales when they were created were created present day so people talked about um kings and peasants and you know they wore medieval costumes because it was now it was today and it dealt with issues about today right the the plague horrible things the 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 the, you know serfdom and the oppression of the meat all that kind of stuff that's why those stories were about that so what i want is a fairy tale for today talking about the stuff that matters today And it also, when fairy tales came out, you know, family would go see a good hanging, and then they'd go back and listen to a fairy tale around the fire. So I want this fairy tale of mine to be for everybody. It's for kids and grown-ups, and you don't hold any punches.
0: That's actually really interesting. I'd never thought about it in that context, that we were just taking old fantasy stuff and bringing it into the modern day, and what you're going to do is actually probably says a lot more about us. Yeah. I mean, look at the clothes we're wearing right now. To me, this beats any
1: cloak and medieval tunic you could ever get. These kind of shoes, look at them, a thousand years from now, they'll hold that up and that will, like I say, it'll be you know the medieval tunic of today. Right. So I want that stuff. I want to take everything in today, um, including the magic we have today. You're holding a stick towards me right now that's actually recording my voice and broadcasting it to people around the globe. So how magical is that? You can take that back to the Middle Ages and you'd be burned at the stake, you know?
0: That's amazing! What a great perspective. Well, um, well, Ian, whatever help you need on the on the uh, film, whatever you. help you guys need at Space Command, obviously you guys you have the resources of Geekscape at your disposal. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure meeting you here. Oh, you too, man. All right, good luck with everything. All right, bye. Take care.